Welcome to Ghibli Minute. Ghibli Minute. I'm Richard Dunham. And I'm Chieko Dunham. I'm Andrew Dorowski. Welcome back, Andrew. Welcome back. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen you guys since early, early Nausicaa. Yes, yes, early Nausicaa. Very early Nausicaa. Andrew, a friend of the show. <laughs> um, Ghibli Minute is the podcast where we talk about Studio Ghibli movies one minute at a time. Minute by minute. Or minute by minute is another way to say that. So today we're talking about Castle in the Sky, Minute 61. Minute 61 starts with Shita asking the robot to stop. And it ends with Dola and Pazu approaching Shita in their flapter. So, Andrew, let me uh, go back. Um, of course, you uh, do the Disney animated minute. Yeah, Disney animation minute essentials with my wife. And I'm also working on the protagonist podcast, oh, right oh, cool. um, which is not a minute by minute one, but uh, we just cover uh, movies, books, novels, and comic books. Um, just one story at a time, focusing on the main character and what makes them a good character. Cool. So cool. what are you, uh, are you um, on the Disney minute? Are you? Uh, my wife and I got partway through recording Little Mermaid and then we had a baby. Oh, oh and congratulations. that occupied... A lot of our podcasting time, big surprise. It does take up quite <laughs> it, a bit of your schedule. It, 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 it took a bite out of our time. Yeah. And uh, so we have not finished recording Little Mermaid, it, but uh, nice. we, we will at some point. Totally will. Yes. I believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we believe in ourselves to do it at some point, somehow. <laughs> Worst case scenario, I guess we stop having guests. Because that's really the thing that slows us down, mm. is scheduling with guests and nap times. Yeah. Yeah, you're actually our first guest, uh, even um, though we're like ha- ha- Like an hour through, in. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. we just, we got cut. It was like the end of the school year, and then uh, mm-hmm. my work started to get busy, and it was just, we got, uh, we want to keep on the schedule. So we took a, a little bit of hiatus, as our listeners will know, Yeah, for some um, some summer holiday travel. Uh, so it's great. Which is fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're back now. Uh, and we're uh, back. great to have a guest again. Great to have you as our, you are our first guest, uh, for, for Nausicaa. And now you're back for Castle in the Sky. So let's, let's dive in. Yeah. This, uh, I love the little flapter things. Those flying things are the best. Yeah. With their dragonfly wings and everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We They're agree. so great. Yeah. We get some good uh, later in the week. We get some yeah, some good shots. Some good shots of the interior. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we'll definitely dive into those. Have you seen the? There's a a YouTube video of somebody built like a scale model of one of those, like as a remote. I, I think I have seen it, and so they do like all the all the angles on it and everything. Well, he so you can see what it looks like from different angles. And he well, the video I'm thinking of, this guy built it like uh, as a remote control plane. Like a oh, I have not seen mini. that one. Yeah, so he like actually goes out in this field and like flies it, like with his remote control. Does it does it fly like with these dragonfly wings kind of thing, or is it like a like a motor on the bottom? Like, does he have like an extra yeah. propeller? Or no, I think he's. I think yeah, he, he's, he just it's just flies with like these. This? Yeah, with these. Yeah, wow. it doesn't fly real well, but uh, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it I mean, gets off the ground. Yeah, it's kind of like the original like. Orville and Wilbur Wright, you know, it's, hey, it got mm-hmm. off the, it got off the ground under yeah. its own power, so it counts. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's flight. Yeah. Technically. 
Yeah, so I got I got a lot of this is probably this is this always winds up happening. I have like a ton of notes for the, for the first, first minute, minute and then the week. rest of the week is like <laughs> Friday. It's not so much be in like the a week. Ten minute episode, yeah. But <laughs> well, let's hear what you've got for for Monday. Uh, yeah. So we're so we're in the thick of the battle. Yeah. Uh, and the robot is is taking the fight past the fortress. He is like into the surrounding countryside. Yeah, I just want to say. I, I always say, sorry, Andrew. I'm so sorry. Well, no, you just you go ahead with what you're um, gonna say. Last time we recorded something, I put a bet. I made a bet and was like, "I bet you Sheeta is going to say stop it and grab the robot's head." And guess what? I'm yeah, completely right. That's exactly what happened. Yeah. Anyway, continue. Did, did you not just like remember this? Have you not seen the whole? No, movie? No, I've seen the whole movie, and I I remember this scene. But I wasn't completely sure of myself, but I was right. Oh, okay. Yeah. It, I, so my interpretation of the robot taking the battle beyond the, the fortress was that her climbing up and, and touching his head was throwing off his targeting. Yeah, I think. So I was blaming her, basically. Oh, really? Oh, really? I think it was. Well, not that she, not that she like aimed it at yeah, the yeah, church yeah, yeah, yeah. or right. anything, but like she's trying to stop it and this robot is not responding to her words, but it's not going to like let her get hurt. So if it just needs to move its head to not shoot her with a laser, that laser is going to go where it goes and the robot's prioritizing her. So her climbing up is what caused it to hmm. change traje- trajectory. I, I respect that opinion. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, you, you don't it think seems, it necessarily bears out in the footage? Yeah, in the footage, I mean, it's like a series of shots, like a long... yeah. Well, and that's the thing that made me think that it was like disrupted. Oh. I can... because most of the time he's been he's been sending a solid shot, like a single bolt of laser to one target and it hits the target and it and it does its damage. And this was like it got jostled in the course of a shot on something else, and so it was trying to, you know, trying to I don't know, shut it off or or do something. And so that's why it's kind of like the stutter strike yeah, I, across the countryside. I, I can see where you're coming from, yeah. Andrew. And like I, I think I kind of... a machine gun. Yeah. I think I kind of agree with you because I, I rewatched this scene and you can see that Sheeta's arm around the robot kind of pushes it to turn to its right slightly mm-hmm. if you like rewatch it a I, couple times. Like they don't make it super clear. No. They don't show like what it was targeting at. Yeah, But it's like and... Sheeta forces it to turn kind of slightly to the right yeah but it doesn't shut off its laser so like this robot is still super like scary and violent and aggressive and it doesn't care so much about hitting the countryside yeah okay which is this is this robot um like the first real indication that lapida is potentially like a pretty violent place and not just you know science and technology it's like warfare I th- or had 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 like muska said something about lapida being militarily powerful i think so because Muska keeps he when he describes La- Laputa, he says it's it was this powerful empire that dominated everything else. Was that the and that was the, that okay. was like the speech that he already made? Yeah, to try to get her cooperation is like that's like the speech he made before he revealed the robot, or when he did reveal the robot. It's like there's mm-hmm. we can't we can't let this you know unknown power yeah. fall into the hands yeah. Of, yeah. of enemies yeah, exactly. like we give it up to it... pirates or something yeah. <laughs> but it, i feel like 
like seeing this robot in action really like lays that out. It's like this. Yeah, like, it was. They built this extremely dangerous robot. I don't think yeah. anybody. It's pretty clear that the army was not prepared for how powerful this robot was. Very, be. it's very clear, especially with how they were attacking it at first, and how each attack against the robot keeps escalating to like a higher level. Like first, it's mm-hmm. guns and like shot like rifles, and then it's a. Cannons. Yeah, cannons, and then it's a shot from the Goliath. Yeah, yeah. Like I forget sometimes. I think I don't, and I don't know why I forget this because, like, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. It was probably the second Studio Ghibli film I saw after Spirited Away. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. when I was when I was young, and for some reason, you know, I always thought it's like, oh well, you know, Laputa is obviously peaceful because like she's peaceful, she's kind, so that must be what like the empire was and then i forget it's like no when you see that robot in action for the first time like yeah. that is a nightmare yeah yeah this is not a good place she is atypical yeah. for their culture yeah yeah and she's yeah it's that's, a nightmare for her definitely yeah that's the thing about this movie but i think in the beginning both we agreed that we forgot how the characters got to a specific point like we forgot the transition <laughs> period between key moments in the film right and then we rewatched yeah. it and, and so, was like, oh, that's how they did it. And so, like, I think when I was younger and, uh, you know, spoilers, getting towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. Am I allowed to spoil? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when they when they decide to destroy Lapita, when I was young, it's like, oh, what a tragedy. Like all that technology and science and, you know, the, the beautiful place. And there was that robot that was, you know, taking care of flowers and stuff. Yeah. And I and then, like, as an adult, I'm watching this like. Yeah, like definitely destroy yeah. Lapita. This is like super, super dangerous, and these robots are killing. Machines. Yeah, especially if you're gonna leave Muska there after he killed a lot of his, I guess his army yeah. at his disposal. Like, like the vacant Lapita has like one gardener robot who seems okay and seems to be concerned about tending the garden. Every other robot seems like a killing machine. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's like in theory protecting her. But really, it's it's just displaying. Yeah, violence. it's a weapon. In the end. Yeah, yeah. Even if it tries to like put her out of harm's way, it. I I can't think that just the way it operates is too much violence. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and so I don't I don't think the main objective is protect her. I think the main objective is destroy opponents. And then the second objective is like protect my people or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it wasn't getting her away from fire. No, it was just kind of like keeping she was, her there. She was super in danger. Yeah, oh, that's true. That's a like good he point. wasn't actively. Yeah. If it was the... like just protect her, it would. You would think he. Yeah, let's try to fly away fly, or something fly, with the one. Yeah. At least leave her somewhere and then come back and mop everything up. Instead, like let me destroy all the stone and melt this wooden barrier. <laughs> I always thought that barrier was metal. It looks wood. It looks wood. It is. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it's supposed to be like the the like the way the laser works is like it, a really weird advanced technology cuz wood can melt like in volcanoes and stuff. Right. If it doesn't have oxygen it won't burn, it'll melt instead. But it's like a complex scientific scenario for that to happen. So maybe they're saying like, "Oh, this is a scenario where where it's like reaching this temperature without like an oxygen environment or something mm, i don't it's know it's like changing the structure of what it's firing at maybe that would be interesting i mean this laser is crazy i mean it is 
but that's an interesting take yeah or just like it's heating it up enough without the oxygen getting to it quickly enough to like light it on fire so like the way it it, it's like imbuing heat into the object at a rapid pace instead of like causing heat to the exterior yeah yeah maybe like a microwave that makes laputa all the more menacing (laughs) yeah Okay, so we think that this is he's accidentally going to, for the town. It's for, it's weird that he that's that's what I don't I'm think going. He, he winds up yeah. at the at the tower because the the shot yeah. But from, maybe it's just like you know he has some targeting systems that even if it's like knocked out of whack, it's still gonna it still it's finds like a like camera a point autofocus and like, right. Yeah. It's just gonna find yeah. So so it focuses on a point yeah. somewhere out there. Which, how far away do you think that town is? Very far. So how fast are the flapters flying? And how long does it... Because it takes them, like, more than a minute to get the rest of the way. Like, how far is that town? That's a good question. I think, yeah, we should be able to do this math, right? Yeah, because yeah, it does take them, like, exactly, like, a little <laughs> bit under a minute. Right. Because it happens in this minute. Right. From they pass And the if they're going... You, you know, think? how fast do you think the flapters are going? They're like they're cruising. They're, they're pretty, pretty fast. fast. Like they get from from Pazu's place all the way to here. But like here in this minute, what do you think? Sixty. Mm. I think at least 60. at least sixty. I yeah. think I think they could be going like eighty miles an hour. Because I'm trying to think of yeah. like like compare it to like a motorcycle on the freeway. Okay. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they're going eighty miles an hour, then in a minute. They're going, I don't know how to do that division. I don't know <laughs> it's a little over, it's like 70 miles or something. Yeah, right. Oh, so, bringing out a calculator, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess the town isn't a mile away. If they're going 70 miles an hour, It would then it would take, no, wait, it would be about a mile. Wait, right. no, that'd be, hang on a second. <laughs> 60 miles an hour means one mile a minute. Yeah. Right. So yeah, about a mile yeah. away. That's a good distance on a laser. Yeah. It is, yeah. It's a very good, it's a pretty good distance. So, I don't, like, I can't point a laser pointer and get, (laughs) you know, well, it's not going to destroy a church. Yeah. Certainly. You you could disrupt, yeah, I mean, you could bother a uh, pilot, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you can can bother a pilot, for sure. Um, But I don't know if, like, a mile down the street, I could bother a cat. Right. You know, it, like, diffuses enough. So that when it hits a plane, they see it, but you can, you're not getting like a pinpoint on a wall, right? At mm-hmm. that distance. So this church, right? Do we, do we think this is so? This is a world with Jonathan Swift, right? Right. Is this? Uh, but we don't see a cross on this church. Do we think this is like a Christian well, church? So I was thinking mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe it's not a church. Maybe it's a town hall, and that's just a bell tower for just a town meetings. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. How many times but, have I seen a bell tower? Well, some of the... <laughs> That's not a yeah. church, though. I mean, it, it, who says it's a bell tower? It could be a clock tower. Yeah, do we see? Yeah. We don't see. I mean, they we definitely don't have see enough... what's in the tower. It's, we just, when we see it, yeah. it's already exploding. It's exploding. Yeah, it's not It's not there anymore. It's just... Whatever yeah. it was. It could be a clock tower. Um, yeah, so... like a church. So is the question, like, is there Christianity in... in the world of castle in the sky world. Yeah, was this or was this? Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the stuff in lap. No, the, well, there's definitely a Bible because Muska references Sodom and Gomorrah later. He does. That's right. And he also references so like the Hindu legends, right? 
So yeah, yeah I think yeah. so. So, um, so I think we would have to take it as um, as pretty straightforward um, for ancient religions yeah. being manifest. Yeah. I feel like so, Laputa is like our world's Atlantis. Yeah. Or totally. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an it's an Atlantis type thing. Okay. So yeah, it could be a Christian church, but like you said, no cross. Yeah. What do you what are these so the street's pretty full. So this is did we establish the time? Is this like morning, right? Yeah, this is this like is like right after uh, yeah. yeah. It's gonna it's gonna be morning. So So it's still kinda early for that many people to be in the street though, unless they're up because of the fire at the fortress. Yeah, because there's like they heard a or laser. There's a morning service at the church. Maybe that they're that they're there for. I mean, we don't know what day of the week it is. Yeah. That could be the yeah. the Sunday morning. Yeah, it could be. even. Yeah, or they could be. But do, I mean, do a lot of churches do like dawn service on Sunday? <laughs> that that's pretty. Yeah, early. that's pretty, pretty early. early. I think they might have like. I think all the commotion like from the base. They think that's gotten mm-hmm. people out of bed. Yeah, I think. I, th- I think I that's think they're it. like what because is it's close enough at a mile or so to be like, hey, there's a massive fire like yeah, over at the military. Yes. Like the guns. Oh well. yeah. Mm-hmm. Cannons yeah. at that distance. Some of them might have for sure. So I think that's I think that's why yeah. they're all up. Some of them might have been like up in the night just to see the Goliath docking. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, because like this yeah. is. I'm assuming. Let's go up on the clock tower to watch the Goliath talk with my telescope or something like that. Oh, oh no, no that, the poor that man. Turns out badly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if. I mean, I bet if if this if this town is this close, it probably has a close relationship with the base. Like, this is probably the town that the base connects to. So, like, yeah. people have relationships. Yeah. Like, this is where people go on their day yeah. off from the military. This town definitely has to be patriotic if it's that close. To a military well, base. Or it's, I mean, or it just has a lot of business from soldiers yeah. coming in to drink or something the, like that. The brothel and everything, yeah. Anything uh-huh. else on this minute? Yeah, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm only about halfway through, I know. Yeah, it's, <laughs> okay, I mean, not even, we're like a quarter through. So I, I'm just, I'm, I found it interesting that Dola, the, the Dola's gang on their flapters are at this point just flying through the middle of the town. Like they're not. Mm-hmm. They're not taking just, like a. An evasive route. route. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe they're just... Yeah, they just need to go quick. I mean, yeah. they can see the fire. I yeah. mean, and also I think Dola has a tendency to, like, have a lot of flair and kind yeah. of, mm-hmm. like, be... Yeah, she doesn't... Like, stand out. She doesn't give a care. Yeah, because she was at Pazu's Valley in a car. And he was like, oh, wow, I've never seen a car. Like... Yeah. Yeah. Right? She's, she's willing to stand out. Yeah. Plus, she's a pirate, like... She needs to like flaunt. I'm a pirate, yo. Yeah, yeah. She, needs she needs to like to flaunt, flaunt some of her riches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah, probably... but I feel like at this point they're mostly just doing it yeah. for speed. I feel like this is. I also mean, she's a panic. she's got a little flair, but it's like, okay, guys, this is like getting escalated. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> and is this this is the first time we hear the name of the airship, the, the battleship, Goliath? The Goliath? I believe so. Did they not mention it when it was docking or anything? Because I was wondering how Dola's crew knows about it. I think, well, Dola they, was like Dola's listening. Dola's got all your codes. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, was... right. She she probably heard over the radio that yeah. it was docking. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, what's this Goliath thing? And it's dock. Oh, it's a ship. Oh, it's the airship. <laughs> oh, it's a big battleship. Oh, oh. gosh. <laughs> yeah. I'm just surprised that she deigned to let the, let her, her sons know that the details <laughs> like that. Yeah. And Pazu, he's got, uh, he's got pretty good eyesight. He does. I'm very impressed. 
I like the note where he like takes his goggles off and squints with one eye to make sure. Yeah. You know, like like they're <laughs> showing it's like he's looking carefully. He's trying hard. <laughs> but This is not an easy way to look but yeah that's he had to that's a pretty good view because like, when he first says I, I, not it, not everyone they, can say it can yeah. see it yeah and when they first and when he first says it and they cut to the fortress i can't see i can't where see he's looking yeah and even Dola's i'm trying like, to think what? Of a, i'm trying to think of a good reason why he ha- would have like especially good eyesight it's like he works in a mine it's dark his eyes get a, a lot of yeah. workout from the dark does but he have like i don't lenses know in his goggles i don't know well i mean his father if if those are his father's goggles yeah and he was looking for laputa and he was flying around i mean maybe like they've got like mag magnifying lenses so that if he saw laputa in the Mm -hmm. distance he would easily spot it so why would he have to take off his goggles to make sure oh you're right (laughs) (laughs) or i mean maybe He's like the only one that's really looking for her. Like Dola's probably focused on flying, and yeah. also fire is everywhere. <laughs> yeah, so he's just the one that's got a chance to like look and focus and pay attention to it and not worry about flying a flapter. Yeah, I mean he's not really flying it too, so he doesn't need to worry yeah, about. That's right. There's there's altitude. no mental strain for managing the controls. Yeah. But still, that's a, a heck of a spot. That's, yeah. yeah, that's... Well spotted. <laughs> so then we get a, a really good shot of the underside of the Goliath. And we get we get to see where those, like, three of the scout ships are docked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These are the same... This is what happens when you take a hiatus. These are, <laughs> these are the same ships that were flying over the... Oh, yeah, you're right. ...valley, right? And right. the same ships that they... They're like spy planes. They're that like they used yeah. when they arrested or they took Sheeta and Pazu. Yeah, they captured Sheeta and Pazu. Pretty sure. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Yeah. So that's cool that the way that, that the way they dock. Mm-hmm. And then we get a very brief glimpse into like the courtyard of the uh, fortress, like just behind the outer wall. We see that there's oh like yeah, a, there's like a there's train shed. tracks in there. It's like an armored train. Mm-hmm sitting there you gotta almost go frame by frame to get there though oh oh i see train tracks huh oh i see it huh yeah i mean i assume that train um you know is used for like lugging heavy artillery around yeah like artillery shells are really heavy and it's it's not convenient to have men do it so especially if they're using it with like docking with the goliath and stuff they can have like a storage space somewhere and then load it on the train and run it on the train to somewhere else to help with the transfer. Yeah, I mean we've we've seen like two men push a cart on tracks that was filled with shells, right? If I'm remembering correctly. Have we? Yeah, when <clears throat> you know when Muska and Sheeta are in the elevator and they go down. Oh yeah, that's right. To the robot. <laughs> yeah, there's like train tracks like mm-hmm. in some of the upper floors. Yeah. Which was weird, yeah. All right. That's all of the, my main notes. Those you are your got all your notes. notes out. You don't have any like secondary notes. <laughs> well, there was a couple. There was a couple of um, like Japanese words I didn't know. Notes. Uh, yeah. What? When she says we're going into the middle of the barrage, right? Is that what the what does the subtitles say? It said uh, crossfire. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Kono mama ikuto atsuno danmaku ni. 
So Danmaku is is barrage. Mm. It's like bullet curtain, or is the two kanji like you know, hmm. bakufu? Yeah, is that right. Baku is the is the maku Danmaku. Uh, so I thought that was cool. Yeah. And then the other one is uh, when she says, "This is the uh, what does she say? This is a woman's job. This, this is, is a job for yeah. a woman." Onna no dokyo da. Onna no dokyo. So why, what, what, how would you translate dokyo? Dokyo. I feel like duty. Or like task, uh, like or would that not dokyo uh, like a responsibility? no dokyo like. So the dictionary that I looked it up and says uh, defines it as courage, bravery, oh pluck, nerve, right. grit, or guts. As in, I'll put his courage to the test. That's the example sentence. Hmm. Oh, so is she talking about shita then? If because Pazu just told her that Shita no, was there. I think she no. says she's, she's. This is. She's like, this is my my job. Like my that's job. what the Hover. the yeah. the oh, subtitles right. like. Right. Like yeah, this the, is yeah. this is for me to do. Yeah. So next, I don't I don't think I quite understand how that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I understand is, how that translation works, but. <laughs> well, the next thing she says is, "You guys cover me, right? Or yeah. you guys support me, right? Yeah. So this is the test of my courage. I'm going in." Yeah, hmm. or this is yeah, I, yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah, I I can't quite see how that yeah translates, my, but uh, yeah. I I don't know any Japanese. <laughs> yeah, this is a woman's woman's only grit. A woman will have a guts for this or something like that. Yeah, something like like, like I I'm the one that can handle this yeah. based yeah. on my courage or whatever. Right. Um, I've got to say, right at the end of this minute, there is a really lovely, and I don't know if lovely's like the term I want. <laughs> But um, in like the last um, like last seven seconds, the flapter flies over a moat and then flies over the courtyard and then flies into the smoke and fire. And it's just like a crazy, like a really good transition of like green or blue to green to like the, the red and orange of the fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and they like fly past some smoke and then it's really like all of a sudden they just flown into hell basically yeah. yeah like that's really like an amazing shot to go for the backgrounds yeah yeah i agree so i just wanted to call that out i thought it was it was a nice mm-hmm. touch it's like it's like studio ghibli's you know got skills or something it's like they make good stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> right yeah and the last shot mm-hmm. of this minute it was just like her of uh, sheeta's dress blowing in the wind the flap trick mm-hmm. it's i'm uh, sure if you replaced all of this fire with like an ocean view it would look completely beautiful it would look beautiful but the context with all the smoke and fire it's yeah it's it's terrifying it's horrifying yeah well i I don't have any other notes i don't as well all right i guess that i'll do it for uh minute 61 we'll see you next time on On ghibli Ghibli Minute. minute